Welcome back to another very special episode of the PT Profit Podcast, a bonus expiring episode all about crafting ethical, persuasive content. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? Thank you so much for pushing play on another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson, and I'm bringing to you another very special episode the, all about crafting that persuasive content. This is training two of simple selling, and this will be coming down September 30th. So be sure to listen to the training. And if you want the workbook, if you want to practice and get some coaching, then join us inside of the free Facebook group. And inside of there, you'll receive all the clarity that you need to start crafting this content. So without further ado, let's go ahead and roll that training. We're talking today all about crafting my favorite ethical. What's up, Mike? Crafting ethical persuasion. Okay. So, oh, I double two. I disappeared. Okay, great. So got my peoples that are up. We're going to go ahead and we're going to um, share my screen because I want to make sure that I am um, starting on time. Y'all can see simple selling. This is when we're going to start talking about the messaging. The messaging that is going to attract, let me pull up chat, I want to see chat. This is going to attract your clients. We're going to attract the clients. We're going to connect with our clients. And then we are going to convert them into customers. And today we are talking all about how to do that. Because here's the thing. Most people are going to tell you, oh, just post every single day. But posting every single day is not a business strategy. And I know that I get a lot of slack on that, but I posted every single day for eight months and nada happened. Okay. So what we are going to be talking about, because there are a lot of people that do it very well. They, they, they connect, they actually do a really awesome job at posting every single day. And then it just works. They're like, Oh yeah, I just got a business, but that's because a lot of what they do unconsciously, they don't realize what they're doing. So we're going to be talking about this today. So now if you're here and you're new and see some new people hanging out, um, I'm just going to, and you're asking yourself, what if I missed the first training? Do I need to go back? No, you don't. This training does build for the record. It does build on the last training. So I will quickly do a quick recap for you. We talked about essentially how to create money on demand. Essentially this idea of creating money on demand is how we're going to automate revenue in your business. And it's going to take those must have now offers. And if you're like, but Beverly, that doesn't sound realistic. I, I get that. I get that. I know that it doesn't always feel like, oh, that is 
that's realistic. I get it, but we're not here for you. We're, we are shooting for the stars. Okay. Um, all right, cool. Uh, I just want to pull out this. I want to make sure I can see my attendees. Okay. I get it. All right, because here's the thing. When you get that irresistible offer that is so clear and so specific, you literally can get 15 grand out of one application, four posts and 2K followers, like one of my clients, okay? And so this is something that we talked about, just a quick recap in that last training is the six S's of success, which is the studying your ideal client. This is something we were just talking about inside PC Profit Formula. You need to know that person. Who is that person? Because here's the deal. When you know them, when you can really, and we're going to be breaking down this, breaking this down today. When you can really understand their customer journey, you can serve them, solve the problems, sell, develop your skill and your system. When you have that system in place, that is what's going to get you to the multiple figures, six figures and beyond. Systems and processes and that type of structure is going to give you that freedom. Okay, so now I've done this a long time, right? So this is right about the time that people are like, oh, but Beverly, I just don't have time. Uh, why me? I just need one more certification or especially as we start diving down into what we're going to be talking about today, which is messaging and persuasion, people start to feel like, oh, this is too hard. I can't do this. I'm just going to hire someone to do it. And a lot of people will sometimes just throw money at the problem. Be like, oh, I can't under, I just don't know Facebook ads. I'm just going to hire someone to do it. This is not worth it for me to learn it. But here's the thing. If we don't know what's happening inside of our business, how are we going to know if the people that we're hiring to do it is doing a good job, right? So it's really important that you understand the metrics that, are met, that matter inside of your business. Okay, so if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, this is too hard. I'm never going to get this. I'm just going to hire it out. Like I had a client tell me like, I'm not a marketer. I can't, I can't do this. This is not my zone of genius. I totally get it. I get it. I really do. Right. But here's the thing. You're going to craft and find your own voice. And then you can, you'll know the metrics that matter. You're going to build a system inside of your business that is going to move the dial. And then you can start expanding, growing. Otherwise, we run that risk of like, oh my gosh, I had the biggest month I've ever had. But then I spent more on my, on my freelancers. I spent more on my copywriter. I spent more on my Facebook ad. I spent more on, 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 all, on all these other things, right? Because if you, I've had really incredible professionals come and present inside of PC Profit Formula. One of my dear friends, Gabriella, she said, a copywriter is not going to fix your offer. I can't fix, I can't, Facebook ads are not going to sell your offer. It's just going to amplify the message that is already there. So either you're testing the message or you're working it. Okay. So. And like I said in my email, I said an email that I, I posted yesterday that if you're feeling like I just don't have the time, this is exactly why I created this for you. 
is because this is what's going to help you get your time back. Sure, it's going to be an upfront of investment in terms of your time. And you're going to have to spend some time acquiring that skill. I get it. But ultimately, when you plan time to save time, you're going to end up getting more of it back. Because how many of you have gone into have gone into business thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be, I'm going to have so much freedom and then end up just creating more of a job they didn't want or didn't, or don't like. Okay. So let's dive in to the messaging. So the first step that we're going to be talking about, and I showed this to you last week, last Wednesday, I showed you the customer journey. Okay, so we've got somebody here. This is your struggling avatar. This is the concept from Donald Mills uh, storybook brand. Okay, so we've got the struggling avatar. What are they struggling with? What are the perceived problems? Now in the workbook from last week, I gave you those six powerful questions. What are their perceived problems? Where do they want to go? This is, this is your future paced hero. This is your, this is your, their desire island. Where do they want to go? Okay. And now here, this is right here. I always talk about desire island and then I talk about a car, which makes me laugh because really it should be like a desire boat. But this is the vehicle. This is what your content is always talking about. You are always making a case for your vehicle. A car is the fastest way to go from LA to New York. Why? And then you're spending all of your time discrediting that. And, and, and backing that claim up, okay? Now you see this happy person here on the slides, over here on Instagram, y'all can't see the slides, but that's all right. But you see this person right here? This is you. You are the guide. You are the person driving the car. So here's one of the big mistakes that a lot of coaches get into when they're putting together, when they're understanding their customer journey, and when they're crafting their must-have now offers, is they're, they're creating content for themselves and for their colleagues and not for the client. Okay. And then they're making a case and start to feel like I'm sleazy because I'm, I'm selling me. You're not selling you. And I know people say that like, oh, but that's the differentiator. Your why is a differentiator. Who you are as a person and, and what, why you're doing this for your people is a differentiator. Now we're going to talk about that. On the, we're going to talk about market sophistication in just one second. But, uh, hi. okay, we're going to talk about market sophistication in just one second. But they're not buying you. This is why I always hate when people say like, ah, when people say things like, oh, charge your worth. Nah, -uh. your business is not your worth. Your worth isn't determined by your business. Okay. Now we talked a lot about perceived value and all of that in training one. So I won't go over that. But right now you are making a case. And when you were thinking about your customer journey, you're making a case for the vehicle. And the fastest way, remember that four-part quadrant I, show, I showed you? The fastest way to get them from struggling to where they want to be. How are you going to do that? 
Cool. Love that you asked that. So now a lot of people will come to me and say, Beverly, uh, the market is saturated. I can't, why me, right? So I went through some of the things that people go through, right? Why me, Beverly, why me? I get it. And you're like, but Beverly, they're not buying me. You just said they're not buying me. Okay, so let's just talk about market saturation because all that means is that we need to get sophisticated in our marketing and our marketing is our is messaging, okay? Well, we're gonna talk about that in a second. But as you can see here on the slide, just move this real quick. Okay. So what happens now, this comes from breakthrough advertising. So what happens is you've got this at the bottom where there's no competition. You can literally just claim this is what you need to do for strength training. And because nobody's heard of this, they're going to be like, oh, okay, got it. Then, so all that needs is literally like your portfolio, your catalog. But then as you start to go into like the second layer of market saturation, this is where the markets kind of hurt it. So now in order to get more sophisticated, you're going to start to talk about the process. Okay, you're adding your process. Now each one of this is a layer. So now we've got the third market of, of saturation where the market, they've got a lot of options. They have heard about. Okay, this is where people think they are, but it's not true. They're actually in the next one. So this is where your domino and your core premise and your, your vehicle that I was talking about on the previous slide comes into play. So let me give you a metaphor so that you can help understand what I'm saying, right? So I'm gonna make a case from going from New York to LA. And I'm gonna say that, that you need to drive a car. So what are the other options? Well, they could walk, they could do nothing, they could fly, they could do uh, the train, they could take a boat, lot other options, okay? So that's what I mean about our core premise, the domino belief, my domino belief, right? Then we've got the fourth layer. This is not, a, and then this is where most of your customers are hanging out. Not only is the market painfully aware of all their options, they already think they know better. They already think they know what to do. That's where most of our consumers are hanging out. Okay, so this is where our unique mechanism comes in. This is where this idea of, of your way becomes the best way, the only way, the right way, right? So I'll going back to my car metaphor. So think about it like this, right? Are there lots of cars on the, on the planet? Yeah, lots, Subaru, Jaguar, um, uh, Corvettes, all different types of cars, right? But people make a case for one car, the Audi. I know I want Audi and this Audi. Does that mean that there can't be other cars in the market space? No, of course not. That's a good thing. That's what we want. So if you're starting to feel a little bit like, oh, why me? Could you imagine, and I used this a little bit last week. Could you imagine if all these cars stopped making cars because there was already plenty there? Oh, it'd be terrible, right? That's how you're gonna get break through. And then the fifth, this is where you become one. This is where we wanna hang out. This is your story. This is your why. This is the power of because, 
Now we're going to get into that as we start to break down your, uh, as we start to break down your, your messaging and your content, your content customer experience. Okay. Cause now that you're starting to really realize what it's, going to take. And I talked yesterday live about the importance of specificity and how that is your laser beam to get through to your ideal client, right? So now your customer, you're going to, your customers are going to go through this journey between never hearing of you before to raising their hand and coming into your store and being like, oh, I'm interested in what it is that you have to offer. And then to becoming a purchaser, they're going to go through a content customer experience. And so the question becomes, all right, Beverly, well, how are we gonna do that? So remember I talked about the ladder of believability? Well, what you're going to do, you're going to, how do you move them through that ladder of believability? It's through your content, through your content. And your content is a combination of messaging and copy. And we're going to talk about those differences today and what that means, because you may or may not have been hearing that those words, especially if you've been following me, come, uh, come out a lot. So what specifically does that mean? Okay. So here's a famous iceberg. We've all seen this in a lot of different things, but in terms of your content. So this is why I say you know, you've heard me come after this is that most people will make this mistake that, oh, I just need to serve in my audience. I just need to ask them what the problem is. I just need to know what it is that they want, or I just need to post every day. I just need to add a ton of value, right? And they'll see people that they admire doing the same thing, right? But, and then, you know, copy their content. Or, or just do what it is that they say. But the content is, the, uh, is just the outcome of what's underneath crafting that piece of content, whether it's a YouTube, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a you know, LinkedIn post or IG live or whatever. These are principles. We're going over principles. And it ultimately is going to require you to go over your client, like, you know, your client, you know who they are. So where are they hanging out? Cause you got to get in front of them with your content. And so your content becomes messaging and copy. And more so than that, at the root of it is their identity, who they are. So when, what is the difference? I'm sure I make sure. Yeah. So what do I mean by that? right? When you can really get in and under, you have a, you fully understand who these people are, where, what they're struggling with and where they're at. And you craft messaging. So what is messaging? What do you stand for? So the difference between messaging and copy messaging is what is it that you stand for? When you are drawing a line in the sand and you're like, this is the way, this is what I'm making a case for. That is your message. Copy is the language that you use that typically comes from your client's mouth to facilitate that message. So let me give you an example. If I, let's go back to the car right? If my message is the car and I'm making a case for the, the car, I'm taking copy, the gasoline, and I'm putting the gasoline in the car. 
right? So this goes back a little bit to what I was saying in training one. So if you didn't, if you're not caught up on that, that's fine. Just you might, you're going to want to go and revisit that. But what you really want to be thinking about in terms of, of your, of your messaging in terms of, you know, what it is that you are, are standing for. And you're thinking about that copy. What is that language that they're using that's going to make a case for this offer, for this message? For this person, how's this going to end suffering for them? So a little bit, about, a little bit about what I was talking about before, which is that it doesn't matter how much copy I create, it doesn't matter how much persuasion I use in my messaging that my clients use. It doesn't matter. We're not here to convince anybody of anything. It doesn't matter how sophisticated and persuasive your copy is if you don't have a message, if you don't know what it is that you stand for, and you don't know who it's for. It won't matter. It won't resonate with anyone because it's not going to pertain to them. This is another reason why I'm a huge believer in cultivating your own message and finding your own marketing voice because those are the people that subconsciously connect with their people and they end up converting them. Because haven't you ever had that experience where you've read someone's email and you're like, man, that doesn't sound like them? Or you're like, oh, that's, that's not them. And you just feel energetically that it's like something's off right number one reason why i don't like to write messaging for people do i think that copywriters are bad or or not valuable no of course i think they're super valuable i love copywriters i will we're always work with copywriters but first in order to use one effectively you need to know your what your message is what it is that you stand for okay and then we're going to take copy and the copy is going to be the language specifically that your client uses. Now on the slide, I said, give them mac and cheese, right? That's because last in the last training, I made that case for my kids. If I ask them every single day, what is it that they want? They're going to say, I want mac and cheese and ice cream for dinner. Right. And you and I both know that, 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 they're going to need that what they want is not going to always be what they need. So we can give them a combination of both. Okay, so now when we're coming up and we're talking about, you know, crafting this really powerful message, there is a huge difference between telling and selling, right? And now in the last training, I went over pretty extensively how I think of selling as a service because selling is when you get to shift perspective. It's when you get to, to it's when you get to, and suffering. So I, one of the things I love to do, my PT profit plus members will tell you, is that I love to see what people are posting, what is like getting fired up across the industry. And I will post it in the group. And then we will break down the messaging components of what we think is successful and what we think are areas of opportunity. And so every time I see something that comes out that kind of spreads like wildfire and I see a lot of hate on there, right? One of the big things that I noticed, there's one in particular I'm thinking of right now, which we talked about today, is that there, when people get defensive, when they start to feel like, oh my gosh, I am not um, being heard, 
it'll sometimes come off as condescending and it'll come off as like telling. So if you're standing on the mountain right now, or it feels like you're writing posts and you're just like, just listen to me. If you just did this one thing and you'd make a lot of money or you'd lose a lot of weight or you'd finally get strong and not be hurting anymore, whatever it is that you're making a case for. But it just feels like it's screaming into the echo chamber, right? It's because what we are doing is we are telling, we are explaining, and we are giving our reasons as opposed to harnessing demand, meaning getting people excited about the next step. That's what really powerful content does. Get them excited about the next step. Cells, get them, getting them showing up for themselves. Shifting perspectives, getting them to look at it in a different way. Then you can connect client with story. When you can use story that connects them instead of just being, you know, like explained to all the day. It also, when you can master this powerful component, it will also demonstrate authority. I can I can tell you how powerful this is, but let me show you. Okay, big differences. So now we can start talking about the, my favorite, the five types of, I said five, but it's usually six, but let's talk about the five types of content that you can create to carry people through a customer experience. Okay. So you got that polarizing piece. So this is really important. Okay. A lot of people have, you know, feelings around the word polarizing, but here's the thing is that you know, remember earlier when I was like, oh, they get defensive, right? This is why I teach my people inside and we're going to go over how to do one experience. But this is why inside of my, of the program, we go through how you can be polarizing and kind. Because when you craft something that you, and create something that, that you stand behind, that you can back up, it's more than just saying, this is true. Here's what the research says. It's actually backing it up where you're literally saying, believe me or not, but that's on you if you don't. When you can back it up, when you can stand true in it and be so convicted, then you're going to be able to handle the fallout. So a lot of people get scared to really lean in to what it is that they want to talk about. Listen, me too. I did too. But what if I could give you anything in this training right now, it would be to get your first hater as fast as possible. Okay. Get them as fast as possible because that means that you are no longer vanilla. You means you are standing up for something. And I promise you when you when you nail something and you are convicted in what it is that you are doing and serving, it won't matter what people say to you. Because for every person that it doesn't resonate with, there are five other people's perspectives that you are shifting and that you are going to, to be there for, and you'll be the coach for them. And that is so powerful because that's what's going to get you successful. Friends, I have a master's degree in no. I don't need everybody to say yes. I need my people to say yes.
And so if you're writing for everyone, you're running the, or creating for everyone, you're running the risk of missing your people because they're not going to know that, it, that you're for them. Then we've got the friend and the connection content. So these are the pieces that show who you are, your why. These are your like, this is, this is who I am. This is why I'm doing this. Now I'm gonna just go ahead, you know, a lot of people say things like, you know, this is where you have to put, you know, you, you know, people want to know that, you know, are real, you're a real human. Yeah, they do. Absolutely they do. But I'm going to tell you right now that there is not a single piece of content that I don't, that I put out that's not for you. Meaning that, that I, everything I put out is for you. Even if it's a story of my kids and I'm like, this is why I'm doing this is to have freedom for them, for you so that you can do it for your family. Right. And I'm writing stories to show you what's possible for you. That every piece of content that is friend or connection piece or other people's stories, it's all for my client. It's all for my client. Even, even as I'm sharing my journey and I haven't, I've been a little bit quiet on it, but I've actually been committed, but I've been sharing my journey back to health on my Instagram, in my stories. And I've been doing that, right? It's a little bit for me in the sense that I want to, uh, it's a little bit for me in the sense that I'm holding myself accountable to you and to the community, but it's also for you to show you how important commitment is because ultimately success is going to come down to your commitment and what you are committed to, period. Then we got the how-tos, okay? So now I started this training being like, oh, if you're just, if you're just writing all of your, your content pieces with your best workouts and nutrition tips, it's probably following, falling into the eco chamber of noise. Yeah, probably, but that doesn't mean it's not important. Okay. Because as you start crafting your messaging in terms of really determining and figuring out what works best for you, what your people need, you're probably going to start to notice that your how-to content is all going to be, is all going to be related to that. You know, like I, I think of, you know, even people that do this unconsciously. So this is one of those, those, this is one of those things that always drives me a little crazy because people who are out there in the world that make it look so effortless and so easy, they are doing this unconsciously. And the ones that aren't doing it unconsciously, they know it, but that's the effortlessness. That's what's making it look so easy. Think about your clients for, for an example, right? Your clients probably watch you work out, watch you lift, watch you uh, eat well and say to themselves, oh my gosh, so easy for you. It's easy for you to say that and do that, right? Same thing is happening when we look out into the space and see these these big dogs being like, oh my gosh, they're crushing it. They're crushing it, crushing it, right? Why can't I do it so easily? I'm just gonna throw money at the problem and hire someone to do it, okay? Anyway, so the how-tos, it's not that they're not important. They are important, but you'll start to notice that your how-to content, like your workouts, they're going to start making, they're gonna start, uh, 
living in your messaging ecosystem because they'll be like hey if you're you know making if you if your message your unique method your your you know pillars of performance or whatnot your how-tos will start relating to that now the value adds these are the pieces of content that are teaching pieces of content but they're not necessarily step one step two step three these are the pieces of content that are like uh here's your here's your the nutritional differences between a sweet potato and a white potato right so they they are a teaching piece of content but they're not necessarily how to gary v does a ton of those okay he also does a ton of these motivational pieces where it's like just do it, just set up, just get it, right? So those are the main buckets of content types that I'm talking about when I am crafting this powerful message, okay? So now this training is about how do we get them, just wanna make sure I, I have it, right? So this training is about how do we get them to, to you, know, you know, how are we gonna attract them? And how are we going to take these pieces of content and attract them and then connect them and then carry them through that ladder of believability, right? So on Thursday, we're going to talk about the plan and how we pull it all together. But what I want you to start thinking about is, right, just like growth happens in phases, so does that ladder of believability. These people have never heard of you before. So where the, now that you've done a, so much studying and hanging out, right, and you come and you look at your Instagram and you're like, wow, my people aren't here. We need to call them. How do you call them? Start creating for them. Create for them. Start solving their problems using messaging and copy. And start creating them. And then go hang out with them. Go hang out with them and go see wait where they are, where they're, uh, you know, go get in front of them. And we're going to talk specifically today about how we can use Instagram powerfully. But one of the things, you know, that a lot of people will tell me when they start working with me is that they've worked with coaches before and the coach says like, go and DM 10 people, go and connect with people and go and go and look for them and search for them, right? Here's the thing. No one wants to be the, if you're trying to build an online business or an online presence for your brick and mortar, nobody wants to be the internet's best kept secret. Nobody. So your options are create the content for them and then go and put yourself in front of them because they don't know you yet. So when you start shifting industry norms and shifting perspectives, things that are, that they're used to hearing, that are keeping them trapped, It'll get shared. P people will start paying attention. You can start doing some collaborations from where your people are hanging out. Regardless, it is going to require you to be visible. So that ultimately comes down to that, that question of like, all right, well, how many times a day do I post? Blah, blah, blah. Right. This is why I also say just posting every day is not a business strategy because that's not the point. That's not posting every day is not going to carry someone through that ladder of believability. Do you have a higher chance of being visible? Sure. But I can point you to multiple seven figure businesses, owners that post once a week or they haven't posted since three, in, you know, in three months remember these are principles though you need to be visible so if you, it really depends on where you're at and it also depends on you and your intention when you're not wanting to post every day let's check in with what's causing that 
Me, I can't wait to hang out with you. I get excited to hang out with you, to work with you. Do I post all the time? No, I mean, I, sometimes I do. Do I have support? Sure, but I want to spend time with you. I want to watch your stories. I want to hang out with you. I want to connect with you. I want to serve you. That's my intention. Does that mean that that's ultimately going to come to a post every day? No, but when you start nailing this, when you nail this crafting a powerful position, I'm telling you, I'm looking at you both, camera here and an Instagram. When you nail this, every time you post, you'll get new audiences. People will come to your email list. And if those people who are not posting every single day, they have other ways that they're working their traffic. Now, the problem when we're, you know, is this is why this is a comprehensive strategy. This is why I talk about the three pillars of performance and that they work synergistically together because most people are just focusing on those vanity metrics. I need more followers. I need more likes. I need more people on my email list, but then they don't have that backend offer. They don't have the backend. They don't have the business. They don't have the system. They don't have the plan and the process or the structure to withhold turning on the faucet. That's like trying to fill up a colander fill and fill it with water. Not going to happen. This is why these work synergistically together. Okay. So these are the, now, on Thursday, I will talk about how we put the plan together. And this, and I'm gonna show you exactly how I take 90 days of content and I plan it out in an hour. Literally, no joke. Um, so let's just go through the, what the content formula is gonna look at. So first I'm gonna give you level one, okay? There is nothing wrong with level one, nothing. But what most people will leave you with level one and then just leave you with level one. We're going to go deeper. Okay. So you decide what's going to work best for you, but I leave nothing back and I'm going to pull back those onions. And I'm literally just going to give you the first best step inside of PT profit formula. We really go through all of this in depth and in detail. And why? Because some people will say, oh, you know, they don't need to know that or it's too, you know, that it's not important. It is important. I stand, I, it is important. I'm con so convicted that it's important because I have worked with so many trainers. I've been a trainer and you guys work so hard. None of you, there is not a single one of you who, who I have to encourage you to work harder. It's not about working harder. It's about working more efficiently. And if we don't learn this, someone else will. And they're making a million dollars a week. Okay. So as you can tell, I'm clearly passionate about this. So here's the level one of your content formula. It doesn't matter what pieces you pick. It doesn't matter if you pick up all of those five pieces of content. It does not matter. But you want to go in for the hook. What is the stop? Okay. So if you're going to teach a how-to, then you need to know like, you know, what's the problem? What's the benefit without the frustration? Like three ways you can do X benefit without frustration. Then go into the value. Now, remember how we talked about the perceived value in, in, in the offer? Every single, oh, that's my next slide. We'll talk about that in a second. The value and then the call to action. Even if it's not link in bio, it doesn't have to be link in bio or DM me. It could be like, how are you? Tag a friend who needs this. Let me know which one works for you. Let me know what questions you have. Like ask for the engagement. So now remember how it said value and remember how I showed you these four products that I learned from, from Alex in terms of like what is perceived value. There's perceived value at every level. 
Okay. So there's value in the offer, but there's also perceived value in your content. There's also perceived value in, in the upfront, what you're teaching. So what is the goal? What is the belief that they're going to actually do it? What is their level of sacrifice and effort? And what, how fast can you help them do it? So in your piece of content, I'm going to look at this and I'm going to be like, all right, so they want to learn a squat. So maybe I'm going to write like how to, how to pick your best squat or the, how to pick the squat that works best for you without leaving your house in, in 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, right? So I'm taking this perceived value chart and I'm measuring it against every piece of content that I'm creating, whether it's my offer, whether it is the fulfillment of my offer, making a case for my offer, or just pouring into my people in the upfront content, okay? So that's something that's really important when I'm coming up with those five pieces of content. All right, so let me show you. This is something that I'm gonna tell you right now. You wanna learn how to build a rapport, instant subconscious rapport with your people within one post, within five minutes, this is how you do it, right here. And it is going to require you to know your people, okay? So you need to come in through pain. Now pain is the biggest gift, okay? Pain, people move away from pain, faster than they move. They move away from pain faster than they move towards pleasure. It is brain-based. It is something that we know pain is our ultimate signal. So I'm not saying that we're going to put people in pain. -uh. We're not fear-mongering, none of that. We are shining the light on what's already there, A or B. We are demonstrating by connecting with the pain that we get these people. So when you come in through the pain and there are two things that we're measuring, we've got external and we've got internal. So the external pain is the events of what happened, what they perceive to be as failures. I did my launch and it's tanked. Nobody showed up. Uh, nobody watched it. Everybody watched the replay or uh, I worked out and I didn't lose any weight. That is the event that is the failure, the external failure and pain. So when you can come in with that and speak to that specifically with your laser pointer, you are going to instantly on a subconscious level, they're going to say, oh, this person gets me. Jonathan, he gets me. Daniel, he gets me. Right? So you're going to talk about your failure. You're going to come in through that. And then in addition to that, We've got the internal pain, which is the fear and the feelings. So the event happens, it turns into fear, it, it causes them to feel something, and then they get into that thought-feeling loop, which just goes like this all the time, okay? So we come in through our content formula hook, through their pain, and then we start moving them towards the winds. So that they get their wants, the deeper purpose of what they really want, the want underneath the want. Remember when earlier when we were talking about market saturation, but for us in terms of consumers, not only do they already think they know that they've got a million options, they already think they know what to do. So what's that look like? Well, this is when people come to you and they're like, I just want confidence. 
What is underneath that? What do they think confidence is going to bring them? Right? Okay. So now I gave you level one, hook, value, call to action. So let's go into level two. Okay. Now this is just one. I'm going to give you one content formula. Inside PT Profit Formula, I give you a million. But this is just one and the best one. Use this for everything, at least for now, and you're going to get those clients. Get those clients that you want, okay? If you've, if you've been doing the work, you can get anywhere from... Up, sky's the limit, friends. Sky's the limit. These are principles. Implement them, okay? Okay. First thing, hook. What is the hook? So it depends on where you are, but call out the belief. Call out the mistake. What is it that you're wanting to, what is it that if you know what their desire island is or what they're wanting to achieve, I want you to call it out, right? And use the perceived value quadrant as kind of your barometer. So to, if you're writing a polarizing piece and you need to shift the belief, call it out. What is the belief? If you're doing a how-to, piece of content give them like this is this is what you're gonna do this is your um this is desire island get this in this amount of time without effort and sacrifice okay so now here's the thing when you are shifting beliefs and you're shifting perspectives and what you need to understand about this is that especially if you've been in the personal development world at all, you'll hear like beliefs, limiting beliefs, blah, blah, blah. People are not walking around going, oh, what's my limiting belief? What's my belief? No, no, no. These are truths. And they come out as like, this isn't possible for me. Yeah, but this is, this is not, this isn't, this isn't possible for me. That's what is coming out. Okay. So when you're going to shift that, and this is, speaks a little bit to why it's important to be kind and how we're going to be kind. But when you're shifting that, you have to empathize. You get put into that aggressive seller category because our brain is designed to automate. So we start to think that we already know what's going to happen. So we end up, you know, especially if you're not new and you've done a hundred calls, we end up thinking, oh, I already know what's going to happen. So we stop listening and we stop empathizing. But when we're about to shift the belief, we need to call it out and we need to empathize it. This is how empathize. This is how I get it. I know why this is. This is how you get to be kind. And then we're going to have the power of because, because, because is your friend. Use because all the time. Why? This is the why. In addition to, to cut, cutting through to the fifth level of market sophistication, in addition to this, the, I Robert Cialdini, he is a famous marketer, if you've never heard of him before, he wrote, there was, there was this research project that was done about copies. My mentor talks about this all the time, which is that there was a huge there was a huge uptick in the amount of people that allowed for people to cut in line when they knew the why, even if the why was as simple as, as I, I need to cut because I need to make copies. The power of because is really important, okay? Then it's also really, like, you must shift the belief. You must, you must, you must, you must. You have to back up your claim. You have to. Now, I'm going to give you two powerful ways inside of the course. I give you 16. 
but I do not want to overwhelm you. This is already overwhelming enough. Okay, so there are two ways, the counterexample and the metaphor. Metaphor allows you to, to be direct and kind. You can't pour from an empty cup. That's like going to an airplane. And if you're a parent, are you, and you don't put on that oxygen mask first, how effective are you going to be for your kids? That's very direct. And I've given you a metaphor to shift the perspective. Counterexample. Back it up. You can use research, real research. You can use evidence. You can use case studies. Back up why you believe this. Why you're doing it and why you believe it. You have to back it up. A lot of really amazing people, when we are looking at messaging, I will show pieces of content and be like, this is the start. But the reason why people get so defensive is because they can't, because they didn't shift the perspective. They didn't back it up. Now, are there going to be cases where people are still defensive, even though it's backed up? Yes, of course, always. Because people are only going to see what they want to see. Okay. But for you, when you are so convicted and you're backed up in the in your messaging and in how you say this, it won't matter what they say. It won't matter. People will come at you, but you are going to be okay with that because you are fighting for the people that are ready to, to optimize their health. Right? Then once you've shifted the perspective, then you introduce the new way. This is the new way. And then you have a call to action. What is, what is it that you want them to do next? Okay. All right. That's like level two in terms of the content formula and what the pieces of content are. So now I'm going to tell you and encourage you, go look for it. Go look at other, go look at someone's pieces of content that you love and ask your, and chances are you're going to see some part of this because people do it unconsciously. Um, okay. So now the question is like, where do I put this content? Right? Everywhere. This goes a little bit to what I was saying. This, that framework that I just gave you, literally, I want you to put it everywhere your client is hanging out. Put it everywhere. Okay, so if your client's hanging out on Instagram, cool. Go put these pieces of content on there. Is your client hanging out on TikTok? Is it hanging out on YouTube, podcast? Now, typically what I like to do, I'm just going to give you, you know, what I like to do when it comes to this is that I like to have an SEO, search engine optimization piece of content like my podcast, right? People will be listening to old podcasts all the time. How many of you have scrolled back on your favorite people's podcasts and listened, re-listened to podcasts or YouTubes, right? This is a mistake that I think a lot of people make. And I get why, because a lot of this stuff, when we're building out our systems, it can be very overwhelming and people will feel the urge and feel like I need to be everywhere. Okay. And that can be hard to do before you have a team, right? So, and the thing too, to remember, especially if you're looking out into other gym spaces, right? It can be complicated because a lot of those big box gyms, a lot of those really like massive national companies, they have a huge marketing budget and they can afford to live underwater for a little bit. We talked a little bit about that last week, but, or in, in the first training, you don't have to, you don't have to. Okay. 
This is going to require you though, to be very intentional, set up your system and your structure and be intentional with how you use your time and put your offers out in front of the right people at the right time. Okay. So what happens is a lot of people will be like, Oh, just focus on one platform and just only do one thing and do one thing really well. But what are you going to do when Instagram, if Instagram ever like turns your, turns your, uh, you know, your tears, your account down, what are you going to, those fishers are getting so good. And they're, they're DMing you saying, give me your password. What are you going to do when your Instagram that you spent 10 years growing disappears? Right. I had a client call me at 4 a.m. in the morning and said, oh, my gosh, please help me. I've done I, this. I did this and I don't want to lose my Instagram. So we walked through those steps of what to do. OK, um, I have also had clients that did lose it and we're starting over. OK, so so if my Instagram went away today, yeah, it would suck because I poured a lot of um, yes. And also bio lane. Right. It also happened to bio lane like that stuff can be really it could be really stressful. But, but as long as you have been cultivating other places, especially your email list, okay, other places to pull them off borrowed space, because then it's your business. Okay. That's where I would put this content. And the best news on Thursday, I'm going to teach you how we can put this together. But on the best news is you can repurpose, repurpose and put it everywhere. Okay. So, and, and repurpose the same content. Repetition is the mother of all learning. I literally, my PT profit formula that we just, this, that we're just wrapping up right now. I asked them, I was like, just for funsies. I was like, Hey, can you tell me what the components are, are, are of an irresistible offer? There are seven and they can't not off the hand. And that's not a bad thing or to criticize. It's to remind you this stuff. There's a reason why skill is an S in the successful framework is because this stuff is repetition. It takes, it takes reps. I was about to say it takes time, but it's actually not about time. It's about reps, doing it and showing up and keep going. Okay. So do you, do you, you know, people will ask me quality versus quantity really depends, really depends. You, the more you post and the more you show up, the more you're going to get the lessons that you need. So really check in with your intention. What is causing you to only want to do once a week? If it's, or once every other week, is it that you're just so stressed with time and you're doubling down? You're really going into your clients. Okay. Fine. Right. When it comes to your light learning, your metrics that matter, which we'll talk about later, but like that is going to be what is, is, that's how you're going to work more efficiently is, am I moving the dial? And am I focusing on those 5% tasks? Or I'm just, or am I just checking off a box that said, Hey, my mentor said post every day. So I did it. This is why metrics that matter matter so much. And we're going to talk about that on Thursday. So don't, so don't stress about it. Okay. So I'm just going to give you some basics. Now I am not like, there are some incredible Instagram experts that are out there. Okay. But I promised you that I was going to show you how you can use Instagram and use this content to get to your clients. The reason I start specifically with Instagram first is only because it's a fast track way to really connect with your people. Someone can listen to your podcast and then, or a podcast you were a guest on or a live that you did and then send you a DM and then become a client. Okay. So it can happen really quickly. 
that ladder of believability. It's not about no like and trust, it's about that ladder of believability. Okay. So your people need to know when they come to your Instagram within five seconds, are you for me? They're asking, they need to look at your bio and say, oh, what's in it for me? And, it, and the more specific, the better. Then your content, does your content serve them? Does your content show up for them? Go back to those essays. Your hashtags. There's a lot of mixed stuff right now about hashtags, but I'm just going to tell you right now, use specific hashtags for that post. And if you can't get all 30 for that post, then don't use it. Use whatever hashtags you can use that are specifically connected to that post. Use 30, okay? And then do your direct outreach. Now, what does direct outreach look like? This does not look like sliding into someone's DM and being like, hey, B Simpson Fitness, great content. I've got an awesome opportunity for you. That's like going into the bar, asking somebody to get married before you've even bought them a drink or met them, right? I'm not, that, we're not doing that. That's not what direct outreach is. But do you give to get? Or do you give to give? The more you give, the more you are going to receive, okay? And give with an open heart. So what does that look like? Go hang out with your clients. And I don't mean hang out, like be friends with them, but like go see their, go watch their stuff. Go, go comment on their cute kids. Go comment on what they're sharing. Go into Facebook groups, and this is not like me saying go and lurk and try and poach. I don't do that. That is not what I'm saying. But remember when I was talking about market research and how I'm like, don't, you know, you just need to observe your people in their environment. Go find out what they're saying. Go look at Reddit. Go look at Amazon. They're in pain. They have a problem, perceived problem, and they need you. They just don't know you. So go hang out, go introduce yourself, go say hi. Go have a genuine conversation with someone, okay? Meanwhile, you're putting up the content that's going to catch them because they're gonna be like, oh, Daniel, he, he watched my story and he laughed, he participated in my poll, that's cool. Then they're gonna go to Daniel, they're gonna go to your profile or they're gonna go see your stuff and be like, huh, yeah, I'm gonna bookmark that, save that, do that, blah, blah, blah you're literally just starting to build community. Most people are so focused on getting, 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 getting that they are missing the power of giving. When you give two times more than you're expecting to receive and giving from an open heart, you will have plenty. Okay. So now the question becomes, we're talking about that ladder of believability. We're going to use our persuasive content, that content formula that I gave you earlier in this training. So if you're just catching it live, you're going to want to up, you're going to want to uh, watch that replay. But now that we're going to go meet them, we're going to turn them into a prospect. Not everyone is going to meet you and be like, okay, I want to be a customer. Sometimes they need, especially if you're in that longevity game, they need that first win. Especially if you're in the in a market that where the consumers are savvy, they already know what they're doing. They already have preconceived notions. They need to spend, they need their perspective shifted, and they need to believe in you and your offer. Period. And the best way, and one of the best ways that you can do that is move them from turn, you know, people turning them into a prospect because a prospect, a lead, is not the same as someone who's watching you. It's not. Okay, because if Instagram goes away, if Facebook goes away, if all this is just to go away tomorrow, 
it's then then you're not you don't have a way to connect with them okay so how how do we do it beverly how do we move them into a prospect well the good news and the bad news is that it all works all of it all of it all of it and the best news is that every single one of these ways i'm going to tell you these are the ways that have worked the best for me and these are the best ways that have worked for my clients all of these ways are inside of PT Profit Formula. I give you exact hows. We talk about it together as the coach to figure out what is both in alignment with you and with your client. Because I have made the mistake of, of skipping that step and not listening to the client and being like, no, this is the way. This is the only way. This is the way that we're going to do it. This is the best way. This is the best way. And for me as a coach, it has come from a place of wanting them to win so hard. But when you miss that step of alignment, when you miss that step of what is going to feel good to both them and the consumer, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it worked. So our job is to figure out how we is going to work for you, for your client, where you're going to pull them in. Here's some things that work, right? Getting on a call with them, doing an assessment, doing a challenge, doing a masterclass, a webinar, an email sequence, a free training. There are just so many things going live every single day. So many things that you can do that is going to move them to, that is going to move them to becoming a prospect. They're raising their hand and being like, hey, you know what? I'm interested in what you have to say. Because so many people, they're like, oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do, free, you know, I don't want to do um, free, blah, 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 right? I get that. But here's the thing with free, right? There's two things to consider with free. Is that remember how I was saying price is marketing and that if you do things for free, people aren't going to show up for themselves. But there also is this component of people that have been burned before, people that are just need to, you know, they need their perspective shifting. You're pouring into them. You're going to answer questions for prospective buyers that aren't even paying attention. You get to harness, practice the skill of messaging and harnessing demand, right? It's very powerful things that you can do. This is your way of giving back to your community without you even realizing, without even you even realizing it, right? And then don't discredit the fact that people are spending time with you. Like the fact that you guys are here and have been hanging out with me for an hour, this is a big deal. Time we can't get back. So you better believe I'm going to show up full out, all out for people who give their time back because time, we can't get back. Okay. So we get to talk about your homework now. Okay. This is a fun part. Let's create a piece of content using these principles, whether it's polarizing, go back. Let me go back to the formula so that you can... So that you can take a screenshot of it, okay? Take a screenshot of that because that's important. Go back to your week one workbook. If you're here and you're not in there, go to that link in bio because the link in bio is going, you're gonna get access to the group. And I want you to look at that, the value quadrant. I want you to look at the content, content formula. I want you to practice, just practice. And if you need help and support, go into the Facebook group and ask. This is the right about this is the time where we are going to practice those skills. Okay. And where we are going to 
just start getting the content out there. This is how you're going to do it. And now that we've even gotten your second piece of your homework that I want you to look at is like, just go look out into the space, people that you admire, people and watch them. They do this all the time, all the time. Cool. Okay, questions. For those of you hanging out with me live, what questions do you have for me? And it's okay if you don't. Let me just go ahead and pull up the chat. I know we went through a lot. <laughs> this is how I do. But let me know if you have any specific questions. No, you're gonna go post? Okay, cool. All right, team, I'm gonna see you back on Thursday. On Thursday, we're gonna talk about how we're gonna pull the plan together. The plan is what pulls us all together. The plan is how you are going to carry someone through this experience so that you can just turn your business into an ATMs. Cool. All right, I'll see you back on Thursday. Get me in the group if you need me. Bye.